Hey everybody, welcome to Back Issues. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ben. We're here at Paxi's 2015, and we're going to talk about comics. <laughs> Very special. Episode it is of a very special issues. episode on of back location. Issues. On location, in Boston, at Massachusetts. That's right. We're here. Was one of the first, the only. You say Western Massachusetts? Boston, Massachusetts. Who gives a crap about video games? This is a comic book channel. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're you. in a video game show. <laughs> Today we're talking about Earth X. Now, this is uh, Marvel's Kingdom Come, I've heard you describe it as. Yes. Uh, this was, first, I should say, this was given to us in an episode of The Letters Page. Yep, that's right. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Didn't look up your name beforehand. I'm sorry <laughs> for that. that out. You know, we thanked you in The Letters Page. Yeah. yeah what well, well, episode of Letters Page? How greedy are you that you need to be thanked again? Again? Jesus. Your book is in the episode. Jesus, But man. still, thank you. But no, thank you very much. But seriously, much. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's drawn uh, not by Alex Ross but all the designs are done by Alex Ross what does that mean Aww. it means that Alex Ross designed everything that you see in this book it means you see the cover that's the, done by Alex the Ross the art doesn't right. look like the cover it doesn't look like that at all okay uh, no it's actually uh, written by Jim Kruger okay. and it's uh, drawn by John Paul Leone okay uh, yeah yeah those are names I've never heard before nope and I never will say them again okay um, in fact, so uh, yeah, I mean, well, I've never written, I've never read anything by either of them, okay, ever. Well, how'd they end up on this book? I don't know, but I'll tell you Everybody how this else book. Was busy. I'll tell you how this book came to be. Um, Wizard Magazine was like so high on Kingdom Come, like we all loved Kingdom Come. We read it. We're like, yeah. holy shit, this book is amazing. Well, when it came out, well, you guys. Well, it's true. Yeah. But when you were finished, you know. When I finished hearing you talk about it. Yeah, it was amazing. It was impressive. Um, when it was coming out, they all agreed it was amazing then as well. Right. So when Kingdom Come was coming out, they were so already convinced it was going to be an instant classic. Like mm-hmm. They flipped out how awesome it was. Um, Wizard was like, wow, what if Marvel could do their own Kingdom Come? Like, wouldn't that... If, if DC's Kingdom Come was awesome... Wouldn't Marvel's Kingdom Come be even awesomer? And Marvel's saying this, being like, DC's a joke. Oh, Marvel they didn't even have anything to do time. with it. Didn't, Marvel had nothing to do with it at all. It was just Wizard Magazine. And so they called Alex Ross, and they were like, could you, like, draw what your version of Marvel's Kingdom Come would be like? And Ross was like, okay, which blows my mind that he would do that. <laughs> so there's like this... Not as a paycheck, just as an idea. Like, I'm sure Wizard they, reached out to him, just like, could you draw that? He's I'm, like, yeah. I'm sure they paid him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because it was a whole, like, multi-page I mean, for him, it's spread. just a commission. It's true. And he didn't color them or anything. Like, it was just, it was just pencils. Brilliant and gorgeous-looking pencils. Right. And they're all here that you can see on the cover. Okay. They are uh, impressive. And, yeah. they, and they have little blurbs where they explain what happens, like, like, why they're designed like this. Like, why Captain America is draped in the American flag and has, like, an A carved in his head. And, uh... Who's Raspberry Man? That's Spider's Man. Why is Spider's Man in this book? Who is Spider's Man? I don't Man? know. Nobody. Okay. So there's all these different ideas here, and I think the idea was they were like, okay, Kingdom Come is about the next generation of superheroes. Okay. And how it's fucking up everything. Right. Earth X is more like, what if everyone on the planet was superheroes? Okay. Like, what if everyone on the planet had superpowers? That's a very different concept. Totally different concept, <laughs> but for some reason, Wizard thought it was the exact same concept. Or... A natural sidestep. Like, well, they can't just do the same thing. Except as DC. you are doing the same thing. Question about that. Now, does that mean like 
everyone has superpowers like like normal people superpowers. Like we would have superpowers. Or like we literally like the human race. The human race has extinct. been no, the human race has been switched. Like everyone who was a person is now superpowers. Like we all have the X gene and it turned on. Yes. Oh, I want that. You some yeah. of them you don't. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you why like in a while. Like Spider's Man. Like Spider's Man. Well he's dumb. I don't want to be Raspberry He sucks. Man. Uh, well, that might you might get you might be Raspberry Man. That's the problem. That's the thing. You don't get to pick. Yeah. And when you get deeper into it, like you'll see why, and it all makes sense. But okay. uh, so Wizard was like, "This is," and it, that issue sold like gangbusters because everyone's like, "Wow, Marvel's Kingdom Come! That's going to be amazing!" And then Marvel was like, "Okay, just do this." Apparently, people, people want to see that people, because Wizard kept making sales that are on the backs of a Marvel idea. Right, and they're like, right. and an idea that hasn't gone through. And they're like, clearly this is something people want. Here you go. So naturally, Alex Ross didn't draw it, and instead, uh, you know, they gave See, it to... He just inspired it. He did, he inspired it. Like, they said, hey, would you be able to draw this? He said, sure. He drew the... He was like, and, I'll, and I'll said it. And yeah. Marvel's like, that's great. Let's not get Alex Ross. Well, he just drew some sketches. I have a feeling they... He might have had a job that he was working on or something. I think they asked Alex Ross, and Alex Ross was like, I'm not drawing all that. Yeah. You did it twice! It's not... Kingdom Come isn't nearly as long or as dense as this. Right. No, but... Kingdom Come and Justice are more than that. Both more, of them combined? Oh, more cost-wise? I mean, like, the amount of work oh, that went you put into them together. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, the, the art... I shouldn't, I shouldn't art. shirk the art. Because the art is... difficult to see. Like... <laughs> There's a lot of heavy inks. Yeah, there's which a lot are, of black. Which are all yeah. done by Bill Reinhold, but like... Judge um, Reinhold. <laughs> it's a lot of blacks. There's yeah. a lot of darkness. Because the book itself is incredibly dark. Well, it, we make a lot of use of negative space here. Yeah. This almost seems like a book that wasn't supposed to be colored. Like, that's how much black there is in it. Yes. But if you if it wasn't, you wouldn't be able to see anything that happens in this book. <laughs> uh, and so... It's interesting because for me, this is like, yeah, this is kind of a natural progression for Kingdom Come. Like, this is Marvel's version. Because in DC, it's more like the next generation of superpowers. How are people going to reconcile living in a world with superheroes? And as you've pointed out before, like, the Marvel Universe is supposed to be like a real world version of with, like, with superheroes. Like, you know, there's New York and there's the Chrysler Building and, like, Stanford, right. Connecticut. Right. Instead of DC having, like, like Metropolis cities. and right. Gotham and, like, and Central how City. old is anybody? But uh, the, the, don't ask that the, question with Spider-Man, okay? No. But the problem is, yeah, exactly, because he's supposed to be whatever age. But for whatever reason, uh, you know, with mutants being naturally born, like eventually there will be no more people. Like eventually, yeah, if Reed right. Richards existed in the real world, like cancer wouldn't exist. Right. Right. Uh, so, you know, if we alien invaders, it makes like a logical jump. Yeah. Except that it's not a natural change. See, what right. happens well, is... they had to make it happen in the time frame where all the heroes would still be alive. Right, but they are still old. They are old now. Okay. Um, and th the next generation sucks. <laughs> but there's only, like, two members of the next generation, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so, I don't even know where to start with this, except <laughs> to say, like, okay, there was this guy that was created in, like, the Jack Kirby era called Machine Man. Okay. And he was, like, a kind of like an Avenger. He was a member of Next Wave, but it's not... It's kind of iffy as to whether that was in continuity or not. But Machine Man was just, like... An artificially intelligent guy, like an artificially intelligent robot, okay. that um, donned the skin, but not like like you know artificial skin of a person, and like walked around as a guy. Okay. Okay. So he like the Terminator. Yeah, like human. the Terminator. Yeah, but he's but like he was programmed with like a consciousness and a, like a sense of identity. So like 
he's not really pretending to be a person as much as like you know maybe, like he's as much a human as like Data is. So he's okay. not. So he's an android. He's an android. Okay. Yeah. And uh, his name's Aaron Stack. He took like his dad's like last name and you know whatever. But um, in this book, he's called X fifty one, which is actually like the last three numerical letter like uh, places in his like long ass robot name. Okay. The reason why he's called X fifty one is because the Watcher Uatu uh, has been blinded and he can't see what's going well, his on. Eyes taken out. I'm oh, assuming well, they, they were pushed in. out in original sin. He got shot in the head, yeah. and then they were extracted they from were, his well, they, I would say they were scooped out of his head. being gouged. Yeah, they were gouged. Because, no, you, I, because they were used as, like, baseballs. Well, I would think gouging out someone's eyes means they're still alive when that happens. That's true. Well, you can gouge out a skull's eyes, a dead body's eyes. Oh, yeah, naturally. No, yeah. I think that a would be scooping. eyes. Well, yeah. well, he's alive when that Gouging happens. and scooping oh, are the same thing. Anyway, anyway. They, 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 he's blinded, and so he needs a new watcher to, to see what's going on and tell him what's happening. His ears, like, are connected, so he knows, not okay. to, ne- to his body, like, connected to the network okay. that the oh, Watcher has okay. on the moon. And the Watcher uh, is preparing for some next-level shit, because he's like, the human race is ending, so I need to be prepared. But I've been blinded, right. so I need a new Watcher to tell me what he sees. Okay. So he calls upon X-51 and teleports Wait. him to the moon. I need a new watcher to tell me what he sees. Yes. So I'm still not seeing it. Right. And I'm not being replaced. No. I need someone else to come in and be my eyes, but I'll still be the conscience behind it. Well, he's not even a conscience. He's actually kind of a dick and a nihilist. I'm sorry, not conscience. Consciousness. Consciousness. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Why wouldn't they just replace him? Well, because... Well, you're blind. You're kicked out. Oh, no. Well, actually, there's a whole reason why, and we'll get into that. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you why. (laughs) Well, it's a good question. Yeah. Excellent question. I'm glad you asked. Um... The Watcher is... First of all, the Watcher plans some great... Yeah, look through this thing and then just ask questions as it goes. Because, like, I'll try to get, to carry it through. But the point here is, the Watcher is preparing for the end of the world. Okay. And he needs X-51, because X-51 is a robot. And he keeps calling him X-51, which really pisses off Aaron Stack, the machine man. Okay. he's like, hey, like, I'm a, I'm a guy. And he's like, you're not a guy, you're a robot. Right. And robots have no souls, and that's why you're perfect for this job. It's like if a tree wanted to be called a rock. Well, it's like if a if a if a if a if a robot wanted to be called a human, right? I'm just like you can't do like, that. You like, are clearly not a rock. Well, that's you true. Are a tree. Yes, um, except he can be called human because he has a consciousness. But anyway, uh, so the Watcher is is preparing X fifty one for like this this coming apocalypse. The apocalypse kind of already come because like the world is this really dystopian Blade Runner esque world, <laughs> and everyone's miserable, but also everybody has superpowers, and a consequence of like everyone becoming superpowered by the way the people who didn't become superpowers naturally they got superpowers because for one reason but everyone thinks it's a different reason like Reed Richards uses vibranium to create a worldwide system of like regen- renewable energy so he's gonna like solve the energy crisis by using vibranium technology that he invents all across okay. the world Somebody accidentally falls into one of these react these vibranium reactor chambers, and it causes a chain reaction which fucks up the vibranium energy like resonance something thingies, and he assumes that that fucks up the world and makes everyone into mutants. Okay, uh, and clearly you mean inhumans. Well, <laughs> so here's the thing: uh, they are inhumans. Everyone what? assumes they're mutants, oh. but in fact, uh, Blackagar Boltagon. Uh, and his inhuman royal family right. were really upset because, like, 
in humans, of course, have been always isolated and separated from the world, from okay. the outside world. Right. Um, and they keep like bouncing around. Like sometimes they live on the moon, or they live, on, say, did they live on the moon. They did live on the moon with the Watcher. Yes. Well, like near neighbors? the Watcher. Yeah. yeah. They were neighbors. Exactly. And uh, did la- the Watcher ever call the cops on them, being like, "They're throwing crazy parties"? Uh, <laughs> there is a conflict between the Inhumans and the Watcher, but I'll oh. get to that. Um, Man, so I'm just on the ball today. I know, right? It's almost like this book's incredibly predictable. So, <laughs> the the Watcher. I have no, idea what I'm talking about. no. So the Inhumans. Um, the Inhuman royal family, that is to say, uh, are like, what are we going to do for these Inhumans, these, this member of our population who wants to leave? They're going to be outcasts, they're going to be persecuted, they're going to be treated like, like those X-Men. Like second-class citizens. Right. Yeah. So, Black Bolt uses his brother Maximus the Mad's Terrigian bomb and sets it off and makes everyone into Inhumans. The whole world into Inhumans. So that okay. way nobody will be persecuted. Wait. Oh. Wait. I really thought that you could only become an Inhuman by you being were, exposed to the Terrigian Mists yeah. if you actually were supposed to be an Inhuman. Well, in this, no. Well, but this is a Terrigian Bomb. Yes, right? and the Not bomb. the Terrigian Mists. And no, also... But the Terrigian Bomb, I imagine, has a lot of mist in it. Right. Well, it, but it's also got a special catalyst that yes. like, activates the Inhuman. I don't know, The catalyst man. actually went in all of us. You see, every human on planet Earth has this little special something within them that was put here by Celestials. So they're just saying that, well, no, That's, anybody could become an Inhuman if they were well, exposed to it. Well, you see the thing about... Even though yes. the Inhumans, like, certain people when they're exposed to it don't become... Well, they die. Yeah. <laughs> or they blow up. Yeah. But and they're then just die. saying, no, yeah, no. no. Well, that happened. That actually happened later, so, we like... We're getting kinks out of the system. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's beca- so everyone has become... But Reed Richards, by the way, blames himself. He doesn't, like, the, the, like, the Inhumans ever told Richards that happened. Okay. So Richards like, damn it. I thought Reed was on... Uh, part of the uh, he's friends with the, the Inhumans. Things. Oh yeah, the, the the Illuminati. Illuminati didn't exist before when they invented this book. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was retconned in. What's going on with Daredevil here? Is this really Daredevil? Uh, that's like Mephisto. That's the Daredevil, and he can't die, and we don't know who he actually is. Oh, okay. He's like he. This Daredevil is a circus performer. Yeah. Who does like death-defying stunts? Yeah, he doesn't I, defy it. He just tries to kill himself. Yeah, I saw he's, him land on a blade. Yeah, and he just gets up, and he's always looking for like the next big thrill, which is why he actually gets called into Captain America's mini war against the Red Skull. Oh. See, back in the day, uh, the Red Skull. The actual Red Skull, uh, Schmidt, was killed by Captain America. Captain America's like, all right, enough, and he kills the Red Skull. But then he's like, I'm not worthy to be Captain America anymore because I murdered somebody. Because it's back before Captain America was, like, established as being a guy who kills people. Okay. Um, And even then, like, he killed people, like, in war. You know, it wasn't like he just goes around murdering people. Right. So, uh... The Daredevil getting impaled on a giant sword. When the Terrigian bomb goes off, uh, a lot of things change not just like all of humanity's physiology in fact uh, Comet Man who's a crappy character we're not going to talk about he has a son and his son becomes a psychic the world's biggest psychic and his psychic awakening from the Terrigian Bomb kills all the other psychics oh so Professor X is dead Jean's dead such and such Jean's actually in the book Mm mm-hmm and she inexplicably is married to Wolverine, and they both got fat, and they live in trailers. What? Yeah. That's but weird. Spoiler warning for that, <laughs> and if you don't want to... We're spoiling the whole damn thing, yeah, but like, at the end, she decides to leave Wolverine, and she reveals that she was never Jean Grey. She was actually Madeline Pryor. Madeline Pryor was a, a clone of Jean Grey that became the Phoenix and stuff. Oh, I really thought it was going to be, she's not Jean Grey, she's a bodybuilder. 
Right, she's a life model decoy. Exactly. No, right. she's a well, she's kind of a clone or something. But anyway, I thought you were gonna say she leaves Wolverine and goes back to Cyclops. No, she never goes back to Cyclops. Cyclops is alone, and it's funny because he's like his involvement in what's going on because the red because the, the new Red Skull, the kid, the okay. psychic kid, he just puts on a Punisher shirt with like a red skull on it. He just thinks it's cool. Oh, I was wow, trying to figure out who the really weird. Kid was. Well, even the humans have been altered because Alex Ross drew them before they had a story, and so they had to keep all these designs in the story before they actually wrote a story. She's got so, hair coming out of her cheeks like like saber tooth. Kind of reminds me of the Wolf Boy. Yeah, there's a Wolf Boy in this. He's a member of the X Men. He's, he's actually a member of Daredevil's circus team, but they're actually mutants, and they join with Cyclops, who's going to like help them. Uh, help Captain America overthrow the Red Skull's mental tyranny over everybody. So is the Red Skull the main antagonist? No, well, no. But, like, he's... Yes. Like, he's the main antagonist on Earth. On Earth, the main antagonist is the Red Skull has ens- has, is enslaving New York, and he's going to take over humanity. He's taking over America, and Captain America, who looks like, you know, this battered centurion or whatever, right. he's miserable and unhappy, and he's like, we got to stop the Red Skull. Again. These appendices are killing me. Yeah, they're... Oh, my God. So there's so much. It's trying so hard to be like Watchmen plus Kingdom Come, and it just winds up being nothing. Yeah. So, uh, Captain America. The, the Captain America plot is like everyone he's friends with has been killed. Like the Avengers all died. Okay. Except for Tony Stark, who's like the Hawkeye's only Hawkeye's dead. And, Hawkeye's dead. And, uh, the only one who actually isn't changed by the trilogy and miss was Iron Man because he was in the suit when it happened. Okay. And the trilogy bomb. Yeah, the trilogy bomb. Yes. And President Norman Osborn granted him asylum as long as uh, Iron Man built Iron Avengers to uh, patrol and protect America. Okay. Uh, President Norman Osborn, by the way, looks like a normal dude, but later he is assassinated by the Red Skull, and his mask comes off, and he's actually like a goblin man. Wait, that's what that was... happened in another book? Yeah. That happens in... Uh... Siege. Siege, But he, like, right. paints the goblin. He's not actually a goblin. Right. And this is a real goblin. Okay. Tony Stark is, like also kind of like in self-imposed exile and he's just kind of like running the Iron Avengers and protecting like he's kind of like the Green Lantern from Kingdom Come of this book I can't believe he makes Iron Man suits of the actual Avengers yeah well because he's like I can't come up with actual ideas so I'll make an Iron Man because all his friends friends. that's right he's miserable yeah it's really sad Iron Man Quicksilver and Iron Man no that's actually well yes Iron Man Quicksilver but like that's actually real vision though Vision oh, leads okay. the Iron Adventures. He's kind of like if if there's any there's always random misplaced allegories around this thing, and one of them is that like Iron Tony Stark is kind of like Arthur, and Vision's kind of like the Merlin, like he's like a vizier for Iron Man, but okay. for no reason. It's just we're well, who's going to Iron Lance? I don't know. Nobody. <laughs> so well, that's why it doesn't work. Uh, by the way, Norman Osborn uh, uses. The, he genetically engineers this like thing called the Hydra, which is like an homage to Hydra, the organization. But it's like a big mutant, like Cthulhu monster that's like tormenting everybody. And he actually uh, he uses it to create enough tumult to become president by oh. hiring Tony Stark to build the Iron Avengers to protect people from it. But okay. he also uses the Hydra as like a, a problem that can never really be solved. So it's all there's always an issue that isn't him. Right, you know. Right, that's okay. and actually, Captain America like loses one of his partners to the Hydra because the Hydra, when it te- when it touches you, it like it, it takes you, it makes you a member of the Hydra, which oh. is like kind of like another paralleling of 
what the Red Skull does when he takes over your mind. Okay. And so the the Captain America plot is Cap is fighting the Red Skull, and the, and they're both amassing an army to fight each other. It's kind of okay. like the Stand, where it's like uh, good and evil are amassing their armies. Like the end of the world. Yes. Except say, Captain America doesn't shitty. really. Well, they're both shitty. Like, uh, Captain America doesn't know the end of the world is coming. Well, I, meant, I meant the stand is shitty. It is, yes. Yeah. The book is pretty cool. Yeah, the, the first half the of the book is cool. Yeah, the end's kind of... Yeah, it falls apart. Just like the first half of the, like, six-hour-long show. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, really cool backstory. And, in fact, every opening chapter for this book is a... Like a, like a flashback that re-explains some pillar of the Marvel Universe. So, like, you want to know about Inhumans? That's an opening to the chapter. You want to know who Spider-Man is? Opening to the chapter. Wakanda and Vibranium? Opening to the chapter. Fantastic Four? Boom. Like, everything gets an opening. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's it's just re-explaining everything. If if Kingdom Come is, like, the Bible, Earth-X is the Silm of fucking really. <laughs> because it's so dense. It's so filled. Every page. So much so that the appendices themselves give you crucial backstory that you need in order to understand what the hell is happening. Right. So, the, the, the Cap story is that he's amassing an army that's going to fight the Red Skull, and the Red Skull's amassing an army because he's got nothing better to do. The Red Skull's like the best written character in this book because he's just a punk douche kid. He's 12, <laughs> and he just has the ability to tell anyone what to do whenever. Now, what does he, like, represent, or like, is he an allegory for something? I'm sure he's kind of like an allegory for just, like, the for like humanity, like the worst that humanity has to offer. Probably. Well, why is he a kid? Like, why is it a kid? Is that it like I don't a statement know. about like young people today, or well, like no. the next generation. Okay. No, because like, well, maybe, but the like, future or... no, because there's never. Well, he, I want this, so he give is, it to me. He is very much like. He has no belief in anything, and Captain America believes in uh, his country. He's a nihilist. He's a nihilist. Ugh. So, but the actual plot is that the Celestials. When they created Earth, when they created everything, yeah. when the Celestials created everything, uh-huh. they put a little something in all of humanity. And that little something was turned on when the Torigium bomb went off. Okay. But that little something is what enables random people, random characters, to have superpowers. Superpowers right. come from... All superpowers? Yeah, like Spider-Man, like he had a little something in him, and it took the spider to catalyze that little something. The mutants, same deal. There's a little something, that, and if you're born a certain way, boom, you're like your little, your little something turns so into mutant. The Hulk. There's that little something in you, yeah, and it makes the Hulk into a, a rage monster sort of dying from right. a gamma bomb. Okay, uh, so they're just saying like X Men or mutants and Inhumans are the same thing. Like literally, they're the same thing. Well, okay. it's even it's even more obnoxious because like everyone thinks that they're mutants, right? Everyone has turned into mutants. Yeah. Because Professor X is dead, nobody else can like tell you. And then the Inhumans come back from the Earth, from the moon. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, we're going to have a wedding, and it's going to be great. It's, like, really inappropriate and weird, because, like, humanity's fucked, and the humans are like, we're going to have a wedding, erp derp And, like, what the hell? But they want to call all the Inhumans together to... But since everyone's an Inhuman, they got to find, like, the member of the royal family. So they call up Reed Richards, who, by the way, like, is in self-appointed exile because... Uh, He's blaming himself. Well, he bl- No, not just that. Actually, that probably wouldn't have stopped Reed Richards, except... That during a battle with Namor, the Fantastic Four, who I actually think were probably the Fantastic Five at that point, because it was the Thing, Human Torch, Sue, Reed, and Franklin. Reed and Franklin. Sue's Franklin Richards is Reed and Sue's super powered son. Okay. Like, and when I say super powered, he's like he can create universes and shit. Like that's how powerful Franklin what? Richards is. Yes, but Franklin Richards is a member of the Fantastic Four, 
and uh, Namor is like fucking around with shit and they by the way Namor is like a, a really important central figure in this book and X-51 keeps asking the watcher like why does Namor keep coming up <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, because he was there at the beginning. Like, he was the, not at the beginning of time, but the beginning of, like, the age of superheroes and shit. Okay. Because, like, he was there during, like, the 40s when Captain America was created. And oh, he helped Captain America. And the, the Human Torch, who was Toro, a robot, who was also a member of the Defenders. And so shit. many other people were, too. I know, but, like, that was the beginning. Well, yeah, but Namor! He was yeah, one but of Namor. the earliest, like, heroes of the Marvel pantheon. Yeah, he, I, he matters. Is there... Is there a lot of stuff in this book that's like references to like comic history? Yes. Okay. Well, to, to their own history, not to like actual history. Okay. Not like World War II or like the Civil Rights Movement. No, no, but I mean like, you know, Namor is important because he was maybe one of the earliest like characters that was put in one of these books. Oh, so yeah, like... yeah. They probably tied the whole thing around him because of that. Right. But uh, in a fight with Namor, <laughs> uh, Namor winds up actually, uh, oh, no, it was Dr. Doom and Namor team up. Okay. And then Doctor Doom. Is this Doctor Doom here? That's Reed Richards. What? <laughs> Where is Doctor Doom's cloak? See, Doctor Doom killed Sue. Oh. And they both blew up. Okay. And Reed and, stole his cloak as payback. Well, and Namor killed the Human Torch. Oh. And shit. since Human Torch was like Franklin's uncle and like favorite person ever, yeah. Frank. Uh, it's the best moment in the whole book. It's Franklin's like, like, you killed my uncle. And for it, you will burn. And he just curses because he's power. He can do anything. Right. He curses Namor. So every time Namor leaves the ocean, half his body will be on fire. <laughs> I saw that before, and I was really confused. Yeah. I didn't know it was Namor. Yeah. I thought it was Quicksilver. No, <laughs> Quicksilver's not even in this damn thing. Uh, Is this Namor? Yeah. So he's just he's just always on. Fucking he doesn't fire. seem to be in any pain because he's uh, he's being mind controlled uh... by the Red Skull. He's probably in immense pain. Or he's deadening the pain in his mind. Right. So, uh, uh, Reed, from the complete no total failure of wait, throwing the world wait, in the chaos with the vibranium second. and shit. I gotta stop you real quick. Okay. Yeah. You killed my uncle, so you're gonna burn. Yeah. But well, he doesn't do shit to the person that killed his mom. He died. Dr. Doom and Reed blew up, yeah, or Dr. Doom dead. and Sue blew up together. Like, they're both dead. So he doesn't nothing like, he can do. He doesn't bring take, him back to life and then kill like, him again. Take over Latveria and be like, no. this country's mine now. No. For the death no, of my mother. Who cares? Franklin goes away. He's There's gone. no vengeance. No. He can't do anything. Doctor Doom won't know about it. Exactly. So, like, it won't matter. So then uh, Reed goes into exile from, like, for all these reasons. And he's like, where, I'll, where, where will I go that everyone will leave me alone and I'll, like, get to really, like, stew in it? He goes to Castle Iberia. But because Cas because Do Doom's dead and the Doombots there are retarded, <laughs> uh, he has to dress like Doom in order for the defenses not oh to notice. God. So he dresses as the man who murdered his wife. And, uh, it's just bizarre. It's really so that's, weird. But it's just a really cool drawing that Alex Ross made in that Wizard magazine, so now it's in the book, okay? And that's literally how it goes. <laughs> and there was no context as to why Reed Richards was dressed like Doctor Doom, so they're just like, we no, gotta they, make it work! No, they actually even say, like, Doom is responsible for Sue's death, and so Reed became Doom. Right. And they just said that's Reed. And sure. if you say that out loud with no context, it sounds kind of cool. And you yeah. want to know like, more yeah, about well, it. You yeah, assume like there's context, a reason. Yeah, but, but then, then you get it and you're like, like that's lame. That doesn't that's really weird. make sense. So but anyway. children of The ben thing. Grimm? And yeah. Alicia Masters. Uh, what? The Puppet Master's daughter. How did she put out rock babies? That's what you have when you have intercourse with the thing and get pregnant. Well, he means like, how did she survive the... <laughs> oh, because the Georgian bomb made her kind of inhuman. Oh. So anyway, uh, when the she human royal family shows up, they're all like, hey, we're going to have a wedding, Yay. 
and uh, they call Reed Richards and they like actually get him out of exile and he's like you know like they're like help us find the Inhumans and he's like you know what actually might work we could use Cerebro I just have to reverse the polarity and we'll find the Inhumans like that's how closely related right. like or interchangeable the Inhumans are right. and then he uses it a one with a zero yeah. not? then he does and he realizes that everyone on earth is an Inhuman and he's like, oh, Black Bolt, you fucking douche. I didn't do this. It wasn't my fault. It was your fault. That's it. I'm coming out of exile. Uh, yeah. God damn it. No, he already came out of exile with that. But yeah, he's like, I'm going to stay out of exile. So, and not uh, going back to Latverian Castle. Yeah. And the idea here is that, okay, I'm going to skip over the, the subterfuge. Okay. The Celestials... Uh, oh, okay. So the Watcher convinces X-51 to, like, go along with his plan of being a Watcher and telling him all this horrible shit that's going on. Okay. And, by the way, uh, instilling in him a sense of nihilism and, like, it doesn't matter futility. Like, everything's fucked. It doesn't matter. Okay. Thank God, and because I imagine X-51 would be like, he keeps going, going like, on? Well, he keeps going, like, shut up, Watcher. Like, they're the heroes that I worked with. Like, they're going to be fine. And he's like, no, they're not. Everything's fucked. And they're like, look at them desperately clinging to humanity. And he's like, well, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> Who cares? And, uh... Wow. Yeah, Watcher's a real dick. And the reason is because... Oh, and then he, he tells X-51, like, the reason is because, like, that little thing inside of everybody, that's what humanity could become. Celestials uh, made... Put that little thing inside of every person because that's the next step in human evolution is that all humans will eventually become Celestials if they live long enough. Celestials? Yes, they can become oh. universe creators. So if X-51 goes along with it, it's a lie. <laughs> As in, that, in actuality, Celestials are created... By creating, by placing a celestial egg inside of worlds they create. And then they create life on that world to protect the egg. So superheroes exist to protect the world from being destroyed. Because one day the celestials will come back and they will awaken the egg in the earth, destroying the people that live on it. But there's an elemental force that lives in the universe that keeps the celestials in check. What do you think it is? What would... Galactus. Galactus. planets. Yes. So that they can't hatch the... So that they can't cat hatch the egg. But no matter what, fact, that happens to that planet's fucked. No, Galactus is not a celestial. No. But, and in fact, Galactus actually subsists on the energy from the celestial eggs within it's planets. It's not the planet, it's the it's eggs. The, it's the egg. He just wants the egg. That's right. He loves that yolky center. That's yeah. Good. So uh, if the humans can find a way to teleport the egg out of the earth... Yes. He won't need to eat the earth. That's right. Is that what happens? No. <laughs> because Reed Richards... Unmade Galactus. Oh, when he thought he was doing a favor back when he was during his like, I'm going to solve the energy crisis by using all vibranium. So like, so the only way to solve everything because S51 figures it out. He's like, oh shit, like Galactus. I got to tell Reed, and then he does, and he's like, Reed's like, oh that's, uh, well I killed Galactus. Are you sure we need Galactus? Yeah, because that... are you sure that's the only way? Yeah. And uh, what, if, what if we got other people that were really hungry yeah. and wanted and a just giant ate egg. Their... Are these things celestials? Yes. What are these? Okay. Those are celestials. And they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming for the egg. Right. So, by the way, uh, Black Bolt's the one who blinded the Watcher. Why? So that the Watcher wouldn't see or warn anybody that he was going to turn on the Terrigian bomb. Okay. Now, uh, why did he turn on the Terrigian bomb? Because he wanted to protect the Inhumans that wanted to leave his city from persecution from humanity. Oh, okay. Right. So, right. wait. Now, Sorry. since... All of humanity is superpowered, right? And the most of humans, yeah, go ahead. don't have to worry about Galactus eating the egg. But everyone on the planet is going to fight the Celestials. To no, protect it? no, that none of that happens. In fact, that's actually why 
Uatu gave Reed the ultimate nullifier to stop Galactus in the first place. The reason why Galactus or Watcher got involved is because Watchers exist in league with the Celestials. Oh, I thought the Watchers, Watchers are there the to keep an eye on the, the planet egg? on the egg to make sure it hatches. That's for the totally Celestials. not what Watchers no, are for. No, no, they're not. <laughs> but but, but no, in but, this book no, but they Kruger, are. he, you see, he. Put in all this dense information about the hum- about the history of Marvel, so that it would. Right. You see, so he's trying to tie it all together. Yes, like and everything... by the way, it brilliantly ties all together. Like it makes sense until it doesn't. Until right. you until you think about it for a minute, and you're like, "But that's not why they did that." And it's yeah. like, "No, but that's why it does in this story." Yeah. So, uh, but then why would all the Watchers have gotten mad at Uatu for interfering when they were all supposed to be interfering? Exactly. To protect their eggs? Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. At all. We just but forget for that. like a half second, it's like, that's cool. Like, Whoa, wait, wait a minute. minute. Nope. <laughs> uh, continuity, no. So, yeah. Yeah, because so, literally, I thought it was just like, wait. A watch was like, said a bunch of times, where it was just like, ignore that shit. Yeah. No, I just gotta watch. If humanity dies and the world gets destroyed, it's fine. I don't know. Maybe a watch kind of pissed. He's like, kind of, you know what? These celestials suck. No, he's not. He's actually, he's, he's willing to give up everything to protect the egg right. and do what he wants with the celestials. Or do what the celestials want. So, uh, Reed actually convinces Black Bolt to kind of, like, keep the Celestials at bay. Or at least that's what everyone thinks. So the Celestials, like, or the, so Black Bolt goes, like, head-on with the Celestials, who are coming to hatch the end. Okay. Because that's what's really coming. Like, right. there's this stupid war on Earth for, like, the, for, like, humanity's soul. And, like, Ameri- Captain America's like, gonna Captain fight America this kid. and the kid, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Black Bolt, you know, he fucking, he fucked up everything, as it turns out. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange, by the way, is not even in... Like, so, uh, Reed is, actually winds yeah. up, like, talking to Black Bolt and, like, convincing him of something. We don't see... We don't hear what he says. Okay. And Black Bolt then goes up against the Celestials who are coming. Yeah, And they're, like, that. at the moon. Okay. And, uh... Let me guess. It's because the egg is going to destroy the world, so... Right. So Reed like, Richards is like, look, now that everyone's an inhuman, you've got to unite them so that they don't destroy Earth. Yeah, he's gonna... Yeah, that's right. He's gonna defend the world because the it's a whole world of inhumans. Yeah. Uh, so actually, but he, so he, he lets Black Bolt in on his plan, and Black Bolt like immediately is is annihilated by the, the Celestials because oh. they create life and worlds. Right. But Black Bolt man- manages to get out one tremendous yell. Okay. That does nothing. Oh. But Aww. but That's disappointing. It was it was all it was all a subterfuge. Oh. See, he didn't actually go there to assault the Celestials. He did that to call out a name. Okay. And the name, of course, he calls is Galactus. Now you're saying to yourself, how Galactus is he calling is Galactus? Dead. Galactus is dead. So Galactus shows up. <laughs> what? Did he conjure Galactus, Galactus into being? No. Galactus kind. died. Yes, he, he did. Well, he, like, unmade Galactus. But, yeah, like, so, uh, no, he turned Galactus into a star, actually. But that does nothing to do with this Galactus that shows up. So Galactus shows up, right? And Galactus uh, fights off the Celestials. Okay. And uh, and then and then Great. they go away. <laughs> what? Well, all right. He he doesn't. They don't go. The way there's like a whole hierarchy of like what the seed within us all does. Okay. So like some of it'll turn in. Like sometimes people will turn into humans or mutants, and like some people will turn into Asgardians. But the way that you turn like if you go in if you turn into an Asgardian, you don't actually become like Thor. You become what people believe that you become. So Asgardians only exist because people believed in them once. And then after they, like, became superheroes and shit, like, people still believed they existed. So they so they exist. So someone uh, called out... No. So, well, no, so it's not So they're like Santa Claus. So they're like Santa Claus. The, 
movie. Yes, and elf and Loki people believe actually, in him that his magic happens. Yeah, and Loki's the only one who actually believes that story because he's the master of mischief and tricks or trickery. Okay, and so he convinces the Asgardians like, if we don't help save the world, like we are going to not exist anymore. Even though we live in like Asgard, the only reason why we live in Asgard is because people think we live in Asgard. So they go and they help, like, like it matters. Okay. So then Galactus shows up and he can, and and he is convinced by Reed Richards, because like oh so so Richards says to Galactus like because you are benevolent and you are, you have a, a conscience, you will for the first time consume the egg but not destroy all life on the planet. Why? Because you have a conscience. Well, wh- why but, would but have done that any time? Because he doesn't. Okay. But because this Galactus is like an Asgard. He's not, like, it's not the same deal, but, like, it turns out Galactus is actually Franklin Richards. Oh. God damn it. That explains why he came back. Yes. Because he's not actually even Galactus. But he doesn't know that he's not Galactus. Oh. And if he's told that he's Franklin Richards he might stop being Galactus and then not consume the egg and save humanity. So Reed Richards has to deny his son his identity okay. and make him believe he's Galactus. But he also says, like, oh, but by the way, like, Galactus is a good man who believes in preserving life, even though he's not. So he's so telling that, him who he is. Yes. He's explaining to him yeah. what he needs him to and So like, be. And maybe, like, Franklin Richards was living in the universe. Maybe he was being Galactus, or maybe he was just existing in the cosmos. And when he heard the name Galactus, it, it, was, it made him into Galactus. Whatever the case, Galactus, the Galactus we needed... I mean, maybe there was never a Galactus. Right. Maybe it was just something that we believed in. Right. No. Well, Except was, we didn't. We, he existed before we even... He he existed before we did. He was the, he wasn't no. the Galactus no, he we didn't. deserve, but he, he was, was the, the Galactus we needed. So then Reed says goodbye to Galactus, and he's like, I'm never coming back. Or whatever. Because it's sad. Because that's a sad thing for him to do. We will not meet again. Goodbye, son. And wow. you're like, well, I'll never be coming back because now I have no reason to come to your Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ate, ate your thing. Yeah, I ate your thing. So then, uh, <laughs> so then like, the Watcher's like... What are you gonna do, X fifty one? You've ruined everything. What now? And then like X fifty one turns off the monitor that Watcher's been talking to him through the whole time, and then he goes and finds the Watcher's body, which is like plugged in all these machines. Oh. And then he unplugs him from all the machines, and he's like, "You'll just live on the moon in silence and in deafness and blindness." I assume you want to unplug the machines and be like, "You're just gonna die." I mean, wow. like, you assume he is going to die, but, like, Watch is kind of, like, un... Actually, look at that. His eyes were gouged the fuck out. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. So, uh, after... So, since Captain America actually won the day and murdered the Red Skull child, and also was like, I can't believe I killed another man, and it was a child! What the hell's wrong with me? And it's like, dude, what were you I'm doing? I just got to carve an A in my head! You already did that. <laughs> my scarlet letter! Yeah. For, for the Red Skull. Reed winds up working with all the superheroes and everybody like the whole new team of, of everybody who's okay. like now woken up from the Red Skull psychic control to unvert the Inhumans yes they're gonna turn those vibranium dishes that were gonna solve the energy crisis yeah. the thing that, bl- that Reed like blamed his all his failures on right into a magic cure they're, they're like they're like Olympic torches that are gonna burn the Terrigian mists in the atmosphere out and he calls them human torches. <laughs> well, guess what? Just burning away the Terrigian mist doesn't unmake an inhuman. Well, it does. Well, now it does. Because these aren't ordinary Terrigian mists. They're yeah, Terrigian bomb, bomb mists. mists. 
They were released by the Pterygium Ball. Yeah, so I they only make you with it. superheroes when they persist in the atmosphere. I hate all the, the shit that they're changing in here. I know. This makes me really angry. It's, it's they're weird. not. Well, they didn't change anything. It's all. Uh, it's like yeah, a, it's, it's like what if if they had an Elseworlds book, like this would be it. Yeah. So, it seems like some go. interesting things occur here. They're really great drawings that inspire some really neat ideas. But it's so it does it toys with continuity so much. But it's funny because it also is like. Well, dependent it, it so much on it. relies on obscure, like, details of continuity. Yeah. And also, like, tears apart other parts of it. Yeah. It's also pretty epic in scale. Oh, it is. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, like, the whole world, it's all of the universe. It's way more epic in scale... Than Kingdom Come. Than Kingdom Come. Yes. Well, because Kingdom because Come it, is about taking hum- superhumans and making them humans. Yeah. And I guess so is this, but not really because we never see that. Well, DC also just doesn't have celestials. No, and well, they don't have an like, origin they story. The, they don't yeah. have their. Well, that's why I equate it like the, the Kingdom Come is the Bible, and Earth X is the Silmarilli. Right. Like, like right. Kingdom Come is like they, these are people who live on Earth and they they live and die and they deal with humanity and, right. and God. And Earth X is like well, the, well, in the beginning there were celestials. And the right. Celestials impregnated the Earths with a celestial egg and blah blah right. blah. Like everything has a connection. Everything is in your. It's it's all wrapped up a little too tight and a little too well. It's yeah. very Tolkien esque, where like everything right. has an explanation. Right. Like why is this? Oh well, I'll tell you why. Right. Because Jack Kirby said this in 1967. Like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean like. And Jack Kirby is God, so that like, they call him the king, and yeah. Yeah. So well, this is more like the Bible then. It is like, well, yeah, but it's not a Bible because like it illuminates well, God. Because in this, there's no God. Well, it's kind of like well, Scientology's Bible. <laughs> it's like a Bible of it, the religion of Marvel. Yes, if you believed, it's, if it's you the wa- Bible of the religion of crazy. If you were listening, if you were looking for a religion, this is kind of a neat one. Yeah, it's well, got space aliens. Well, and- I would love to think that. I- you know, there's some power in me that I could be in a human one day. You could, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, and by you believing in Asgardian gods, like, that is what makes them real. Yeah. Like yeah, Santa really or Superman that. or Mighty Mouth. Yeah. Where is Thor in this book? Is Thor he... is a chick, actually. Oh. He... That was very prescient. Yes. Uh, Loki convinces Odin to turn him into a woman because it'd be hilarious. Alright, <laughs> that's All right, it's good <laughs> that's reason, it. I guess. I mean, it's so crappy and flimsy. <laughs> Like why? Does he? Does she do anything in this book? Not really. She helps. Uh, she helps the dead spirit of Doctor Strange and the disembodied consciousness of the Hulk and Bruce Banner to do something. <laughs> oh, because because uh, uh, the Red Skull couldn't control the Hulk because the Hulk has no mind because the mind is in Bruce Banner. Okay. Well, Here's I need, Colossus. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Colossus runs Russia, by the way. Um. So. Sure. Because, you know... Since the Asgardians exist because people believe that they do, and they are the way they are yeah. because of that, yes. that means Loki is the only way that he is. Because, because, the way we, he believe. Is because we believe that. So isn't he kind of pissed off at that? Like, yes. all of humanity made me an asshole yes. and made me evil. Yeah, he's actually and really interesting will, And will make me never win. Yeah. And he's not pissed off? He is pissed off. But he also is like, I also don't want to not exist. Right. So i got to help him. Yep. Why can't I just convince everyone that I'm a good guy? I don't know. And then I'll be a good guy. Because that because is then he'd be a good if he guy. If he knew how to do that, he'd have done do it that. a long time yeah. ago. By the well, way, I actually, that's mention, a catch twenty-two. He can't do that because he's evil. That's right. Uh, there's a lot of neat ideas in here. Yeah. Uh, it by seems the way, like something I would want to read. Right. I think you. I think you might enjoy reading it. I don't know. Yeah. X fifty one. By the way, like Machine Man was created from like a two thousand one Space Odyssey comic, and so he was actually like given conscience from the monolith. And they use the monolith in this. Really? So, like, 2001 That's and the Marvel cool. Universe. Yeah. 
All right. That's a fun title. Yeah. What do they See, do with it? The monolith appears before X-51 when he's Aaron Stack, and the Watcher uses it to, like, bring him to... Uh, to the moon base? To the moon, okay. yeah. And they use it again for that reason as well. My favorite image in this is Reed Richards wearing the Doom. It looks <laughs> awesome, right? Like, I want I want Alex Ross's version of that as a poster. There are, there, I mean, like, it's funny, Alex Ross, like, he drew, he drew it. Like, there's a bunch of them. There's actually one where, like, he has, like, he almost has, like, a Mr. Freeze, like, look where he's Doom, and he uses, like, Gauntlet to project, like, a 3D image of Sue. That'd be a bitchin' statue. That yeah. would be really fucking cool. And Alex Ross actually drew a little PS at the end. Where, like, everyone's like, woo, it worked! And then Reed just goes back to Castle Liberia and then just cries over Aww. the picture of his wife. Because he's like, no matter what I do, I can't save Sue. That's rough. Because, like, cause like when, when Franklin Galactus shows up, he could be like, you're Franklin Richards, my son, and we could go back in time and save my son, and save my wife and everything. And, like, we don't, we don't have to make the Terrigian blah, blah, blah. Like, we could stop everything. Right. But, like, the Celestials will still come. And I still fucked up with Galactus, and right. I don't know what else I'll do. And, you well, know, I can't just go back in time and not kill Galactus. Because eh. because I Galactus know. will come back and eat everything. Well, yeah, Galactus does like, not have a consciousness. To, he had to kill Galactus. Well, we'll just Galactus defeat him again. The Earth. Well, yeah. With what? Like we do all the time. Right. We'll just the tell someone nullifier. about the ultimate nullifier. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay. No, because they actually have it on the Earth, on the moon. Who has it on the moon? The Watcher. Oh. He has the ultimate nullifier? Yeah. So what was Reed Richards going to do the next time Galactus came around? He, he unmade Galactus and turned him into a star. This time, it, he knew it was his son, and he knew he was going to convince him not to do it. By the way, this is my favorite page of the book. Oh, it's awesome. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, the Celestials are all it's like epic. getting ready, and then Galactus like, is like, nope. This is like the city. These are the Celestials. And, and then there's Galactus. Galactus shows up. And you're like, like oh. They're fuck. about to like destroy well, the Earth. I can't believe that Galactus is bigger than they are. Well, and then later in panels, he's the same size. As well, Galactus can change his size depending on what uh, what mood he's in or where he, what he wants to do. Yeah, uh, but I think the, the, the Celestials could also be like, well, we're huge too. They are, yeah. Oh, you mean like they could change their body size? Yeah, probably. So there's so many questions. We should, we could we could even do another like bonus episode where we like just talk about things you see and I'll answer questions about that. Like, uh-huh. what's this? Why is Spider-Man fat? You know, the stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, and we'll is get there fat? one day. Yeah, he's all he looks like Uncle Ben. Oh, well, we don't got time for that shit right now. No, we don't. We got to well, wrap like, it up. Well, like he doesn't have people to save. Wrap it up. That's the thing. He lives in a world where everyone has great power. Right. So where's his responsibility? I got one question. What is the worst superhero in this book? Everyone's a superhero. Who is the worst? J. Jonah Jameson. What does he do? He turned into a jackass. He already was that. Wait. Yeah, but now he's a like donkey a man. Donkey? <laughs> yeah. Does yes. he just bray at people? No, he talks like a really good person. Like no, like I meant like, but like, oh, he like, gets upset. Yeah, I don't know. He's in one panel. That's I don't think you understand. That Spider Man is a menace. He's never done anything yeah. good. He just. He, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm a, sorry, I'm sorry. I, just, I got overwhelmed. No. There's a moment at the end when, uh, when, when Cap's like going to light the human torches and J. Jonah Jameson's like, thank you for saving my son John on the moon and whatever. And Cap's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm J. Jonah Jameson. Right. <laughs> I'm J. Jonah Jameson. And Cap just goes, <laughs> no, he just he he, he basically does he's, right because you're a jackass. Right, he doesn't say that. He's the reader. That's right, so right. Yeah, but I like it. Great images in this book. Yeah, but what the hell? Uh, it's insane. But That's thank you so much for sharing this book with us. <laughs> and uh, and you know, I will this definitely was fun. read this. Yeah, read the hell out of it. I yeah. am not. I I it, 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 ugh, it was a it was a it was a trial. Because I read it when I was a kid, like not a kid, but like oh, I read geez. it like I read it like ten years ago, and I was like, "Fuck this book!" Right. And now, like, and then actually recently, I was like, I was actually gonna buy it, and then he sent it to me, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, how fortuitous! This is great! I'm gonna read it again, and I'm sure it's gonna be amazing." And it, like, you know what? There's so many things in this book that are so cool and neat and awesome, but yikes! Yeah. And I not and I, I you know what? 
trust my gut with Universe X and Paradise X. Yeah. People like those more. Nah. Okay. I don't know. I'd love to see this drawn by Alex Ross, though. But yeah. you know what? Like, it's got this really cool, like, almost Stanley Kubrick-esque look to it. Well, it's I very see anything drawn by Alex Ross. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Here's here's Chicken Little drawn by Alex Ross. Whoa. Whoa. Those are real chickens. Anyway, thanks so much for watching, everybody, here at the special PAX East 2015 edition of Back Issues. And we'll see you guys next time with our regularly scheduled programming back on the couch. Uh, I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ben. And we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hey, click this annotation here to see every episode that we've ever done on our channel. We'll see you guys next time.